Welcome back to the PJ Pod and to another in our Spotlight series where we take a whistle-stop tour around a current issue from this month's magazine. But first, let's take a dip into our podcast archives. Knowing that there is such an awarding gap between ethnicities, it's, it's kind of a deflating piece of information because you think... So if this exists, that means that I have to give 115% to get to someone else's 100. I also think that some people's potential um, could be getting a first, but then because of, um, you know, the pressure they put themselves on or they feel discriminated against, they might not achieve that. Those were the pharmacy students that we spoke to three years ago on the PJ Pod. They were describing their thoughts on our investigation that revealed for the first time that ethnic minority pharmacy students were statistically less likely to receive a first or an upper second class degree compared with their white classmates. But three years on, what's changed? I'm executive editor Nigel Prates, and in this episode, we'll find out from the journalists who've crunched the latest data and uncovered some pretty intriguing results. Welcome, Dawn and Corinne. Hi. Hello. I hear you've been up to your necks in Excel spreadsheets recently. We certainly have. We've both spent over a year on this project, so we've been looking at whether the ethnicity awarding gap has changed since we first revealed it existed in 2020. And it's not been easy at times, has it, Corinne? I think you'll agree with me. Uh, We don't, either of us, ever want to see another spreadsheet for a while. Yes, um, we had spreadsheets with over 12,000 lines of data at one point, so I can't tell you how long I've spent building pivot tables. Building what? Yeah, um, (laughs) pivot table. It's a way of interrogating large amounts of data. I can show you how to make one sometime. (laughs) Oh, great. I'll look forward to it. So it sounds like you were drowning in data. Where, where did you get it from? Okay, well, we wanted to get the most reliable data possible. So we went to JISC, which is an independent non-profit that collects and analyzes official data from almost 500 UK further and higher education institutes. Um, so the data we actually got was for individual students who graduated with a pharmacy degree in the academic years 2019-20 and 2020-21. And that was broken down by ethnicity and degree results. And that's the same data that we used from our previous analysis. So it allowed us to see what had happened in the uh, intervening two years. And why did you decide two years on to update it? Mainly, we think it's a really important role for us as the Journal of Record to be looking at whether pharmacy is as welcoming and as inclusive as it should be to people from all backgrounds. And that starts right from undergraduate training. No one else publishes this national level data on the awarding gap in the pharmacy degree and uh, we think it's important to get it out there so it can be discussed. Yeah, that's true. And as you heard from the start of the episode, we hear a lot from students and recent graduates themselves about how important it is um, that they feel that their ethnicity is not a barrier to them being successful in pharmacy. And for their sake, we feel a responsibility to shine a light on this area. Also, it had been a few years since we did the analysis, so it seemed like a good time to update our work and see if anything had changed. And of course, we've been through the pandemic since then. We wanted to know if the changes in teaching and assessment methods correlated with any change in the awarding gap. Okay, so let's get to it. What did you find? 
thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so this was based on data from 30 universities, and we found that overall, the awarding gap between white and ethnic minority pharmacy graduates had narrowed by four percentage points compared with our previous analysis. Well, that sounds like good news. It's progress. Over those two years, 94% of white graduates on MPharm courses were awarded a first or upper second class degree, compared with 86% of graduates from ethnic minorities. So that's an eight percentage point difference, whereas back in 2020, it was 12 percentage points. Both of those differences were statistically significant. So to sum all that up, you're still less likely to get a higher degree if you are from an ethnic minority, but the difference has got much less. And this is a broadly consistent pattern. Uh, The gap for all ethnic minority groups narrowed, except for those of mixed race, where the difference with white graduates stayed the same. The gap remains widest between white and black graduates at 12 percentage points, although that has narrowed from 15 percentage points in our previous analysis. So what could be the reasons for the narrowing of this gap? We spoke to Schools of Pharmacy about the institution-level award gaps. Um, We got the impression that it's quite hard to pin down at this early stage exactly why the um, overall gap has narrowed. It's possible that it's down to changes in teaching and assessment methods that were made when universities were forced to move online during the pandemic. But it could also be down to the many initiatives that universities have put in place over recent years to try to support their ethnic minority students. So, could you give us some examples of these initiatives? A spokesperson for the University of Portsmouth School of Pharmacy said they'd created BAME ambassadors and now had a BAME-specific student voice rep. Also, the University of Hertfordshire said they'd formed a BAME Student Success Working Group, which oversees the university's awarding cap action plan, and uh, their pharmacy awarding gap this time was actually in favour of ethnic minorities. Interesting. All the responses we received from all the pharmacy schools are in the full investigation on the PJ website, which is linked in the show notes. And this isn't just in pharmacy degrees, though. It reflects the trend we're seeing nationally with other degrees, too. So in 2019-2020, the ethnicity awarding gap fell by 3.4 percentage points, and that compares with an average fall of 0.3 percentage points in previous years. Wait, so other degree courses have seen a similar trend during the pandemic? Yes, that's right. A report by the higher education charity Advance HE says that this narrowing of the gap possibly reflects the greater and some would claim fairer and more flexible use of results from coursework and continuous examinations which were used to determine awards during the pandemic. But it's unclear if this trend will hold as things return to normal. So we talked about average numbers across the UK, but can listeners go and have a look at the results for individual schools of pharmacy? Yes, they can. Um, And I also want to be absolutely clear on something here. This is not a name and shame exercise. All universities have their own individual situations and student intakes. But we decided to publish the results of individual institutions where we could, as we feel the national average obviously can't tell the full story. And also it's important to say that a positive or negative gap of just a few percent at a particular university could relate to just a handful of students doing better or worse. That said, we did find quite a variation between the universities, with some having an awarding gap of up to 37 percentage points in favour of white students, and some having a gap of up to 26 percentage points in favour of ethnic minority students. So it was quite a big range overall. Uh, We weren't able to publish data from all universities because some have small numbers of either white or ethnic minority students. And as part of the agreement that we had for using the data, we weren't allowed to publish any figures that might allow identification of individuals. 
but we were able to publish the awarding gaps for 18 universities. Of those that we could publish, 10 narrowed their awarding gaps by up to 20 percentage points compared with our previous analysis, while seven saw a widening of their gap by up to 19 percentage points. So the overall trend was positive. Obviously, this is a very complicated issue, but presumably it's not all down to the teaching at the university. Yes, there's lots of factors that could influence degree attainment. Um, For example, socio-economic background, degree choice preference, gender and uh, grades on entry. We did try to perform an analysis on how prior attainment, that's grades on entry, might impact the ethnicity awarding out within pharmacy. Um, But although we did work with statisticians to build a statistical model to analyse this, um, unfortunately there were some errors in the data and we ran out of time with our statistician. Yeah, they charge by the hour, don't they? So anyway, for what we did manage to do, what do you hope will come from this investigation? Well, I think we hope that there continues to be a discussion within pharmacy education about why the gap has narrowed during the pandemic and what aspects of the changes that were uh, instigated during the pandemic could be retained now that universities are returning back to -to face-to-face teaching and assessment. After our first analysis, it was really interesting that the issue became openly talked about. We started to hear from students and educators about initiatives that they were conducting to try and be more inclusive, including reviewing their curriculum. The most obvious example was ensuring that they're teaching about different presentations of skin conditions on a range of skin colours. Our previous episode on decolonising the MFARM curriculum is worth listening to to find out more about this. Yeah, and we're also keen to hear from more schools of pharmacy about what they're doing going forward and from students themselves too. Um, We want to share best practice and share what works and what doesn't. Absolutely, please do get in touch. Well, thank you to Corinne and Dawn for that update. You can put Microsoft Excel away for a few weeks at least. Phew. (laughs) Although I'm sure we'll have you on to revisit this topic in a future pod. As ever, if you want to get in touch and share your stories on social media, use the usual hashtag PJPod or email us at editor at pharmaceutical-journal.com. We're always happy to look at any ideas on this or any other topic on the podcast. So bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye.